Hello, and a beautiful day to you. Welcome to Being Witchy, where I talk about how anyone can be a witch, do witchcraft on a budget, and help you connect with what may work for you. I am your witchy host, Michelle Lorraine, and I'm super grateful to be able to spend this time with you. Just a friendly reminder, being a witch is not a bad thing. A long time ago, in medieval times, it was believed that if a person was practicing witchcraft, which was rather hard to prove, they assumed that it was because they made a pact with the devil. This is, of course, not true, but as that was the thought and belief of the time, the idea that witches are bad has permeated throughout all of our cultures and through many generations. Now that we are not so barbaric in our thinking, we know that it's a path where humans connect with the elements of the earth, and instead of saying a prayer, we say casting a spell, but it's pretty much a prayer. With each episode, I like to give you a daily tarot reading, provide a journal and meditation prompt, and talk about a tool of the practice. I encourage you to take notes, but if you'd like to just listen, I'll be providing my podcast notes on my website at potionsandparchment.com. Okay, let's begin the reading. Today is October 22nd, 2021. I have pulled the Two of Cups card for guidance. The Two of Cups card tells us that you are starting to gain traction in your relationships and feeling a bit more understood, and that's a good thing. You've been working hard on being honest about your needs, but in a way that allows you to be heard. More balance with a partnership may, may be forming, and it will help you achieve the goals you've been working toward. You're beginning to understand that sometimes we really do need the help of others, and that's okay. We humans are meant to work together and not always be alone. When it comes to love, if you've been developing a relationship for a while, you may be starting to feel a stronger sense of commitment to this person that you love or may have a feeling that you've come to a sense of understanding for each other. Ponder on that relationship more and more and determine if it needs to go to the next step in regards to a commitment. If you're coming out of a relationship, you may feel closer to a sense of acceptance. These situations are never easy and that's putting it mildly. There may be tears and heartbreak, but just know that these feelings won't last forever. And remember that it makes room for something better especially the way you deserve to be loved. When the right person comes along, make sure you're not bringing in the bitterness of the old relationship. Let's talk about finances. The Two of Cups reminds us that partnerships are essential in our income-making endeavors. Transactions occur due to talks about what we're looking to do to earn income and resources. While earning money certainly helps, connecting with others can help you find what you need where you don't necessarily have to always do a purchase. But perhaps it might be better to borrow or barter something in exchange for items or services that you have to offer. While tightening up the budget always helps keeps everything on track, don't pull back so hard that you affect your closest relationships. If you have room to give in a little bit and be generous without affecting your budget, go ahead and do it. 
Within your job or career, the Two of Cups provide guidance toward the healthcare industry. If you're considering a career change, take a look at how you can offer your talents to the benefits of health and healing toward others. This card is also providing guidance that if you're in a work environment that feels toxic or depletes your health, start setting plans in motion to make a change. Consider seeking the advice of those that do recruiting or people that work in the field you want to work in to see what would be the best way to make that transition. With regards to our family, there may have been a breakthrough in communication lending itself to some productivity and success in an established goal. Celebrate those wins when they occur, especially as it will reinforce the work so far on any communication or tasks efforts that have been completed. If you're still struggling with a particular member of the family that's being a bit stubborn, try doing some active listening regarding their concerns. They may be dealing with some imbalances in mental or physical health that could be hindering their emotional openness. And perhaps more help is needed than meets the eye. Next, I'd like to give you a journal prompt for the day. If you have a notebook, you may want to write these down, or you can use an app on your device if you prefer not to write. You can just listen in and use this as your meditation to start your day. Here are three questions to ponder upon. The first one is, is there something in your life that needs to be balanced out with the help of friends or family? We can't do life completely alone, so there may be some areas where you could use some assistance. Number two, what would be the best communication approach or method to enlist their partnership or assistance? You know, sometimes we all communicate a little differently. Would numbers or data be useful in your presentation of the request? Or would it be better to appeal to their emotions? Number three, List the possible responses you might get and what your response might be to those. This will help you prepare for the conversation and the many different directions it could go. This is often a good practice to use whether you're at work or at home as it can bring about good results toward your goals. Okay, now I would like to talk about a tool of the practice anointing and perfume oils. In the practice of witchcraft, oils are a very common way to carry the properties of spices, herbs, and plants, and use those properties on our tools or even on ourselves to carry an intention. This is not just a tool of witchcraft, but it's actually a tool in many other religions. Also, anointing oils are not like cooking oils, although you could use some, but when you're using a cooking oil, you're cooking the food in the oil and then eating it, consuming it. But with anointing oils, they're really meant to be used externally. In a previous episode, I discussed working with candles. As you may recall, candles for witchcraft tend to be unscented. The reason for this is because many witches like to anoint their candles when doing a spell and may use a different kind of oil and fragrance depending on the spell. Okay, so let's get into it. Anointing oils and their uses. 
One of the ways of using an anointing oil or perfume oil is to apply it to the body. Some witches like to apply the oil to an area on the body that corresponds to a chakra. Have you heard of a chakra? You may have seen those in certain kinds of stores or near yoga studios. If you have heard about chakras, you know that they're considered points on the body that have particular attributes. For example, if someone wants to enhance their intuitive abilities, they might apply a particular oil to the forehead or what is called the third eye chakra. Some people don't work with chakras and simply apply the oil to a part of their body that their intuition calls them to do. As part of the practice of witchcraft, many also take part in something called a ritual bath. And this is a bath that's set with an intention usually of cleansing, protection, bringing about love or money, or working on attractiveness intentions. Adding an oil that's been created with a particular intention is thought to assist in the meditation and spell work by adding some energy to it. As witches are always seeking to be healers of themselves and others, they do like the natural pure ingredients used to make elemental perfumes and oils to add glow and hydration to the skin. Anointing oils are oftentimes used also as perfume and moisturizing oils in addition to ritual use. They may select a base of almond, safflower, olive, castor, grapeseed, or coconut oil and mix an herbal infused oil set with intention. I'll go over these base oils in the episode tomorrow. But starting with the base oil, they may also add essential oils that hold a specific attribute, for example, lavender or for peace and tranquility, or rosemary for protection and spiritual cleansing. Another way that oils can be used is to anoint objects. For example, you can add some oil to the door of your dwelling for protection. If you're doing a money spell, you can choose a piece of silver or a piece of gold jewelry or some coins and anoint them with a special oil with the intention of bringing about abundance. You can also add the oil to one of your tools used to produce your income, or you can use it to bless your or consecrate your tool for your practice. Here's an interesting story I heard about a guitar player that used an oil to perform for his show. Now, this is a story by some shop owners with, of a shop that I recently visited. This guitar player had been performing shows all week with very little tips in his jar. He came into the store and he purchased a money oil that another witch had created and was told that it might help him. So he purchased it, took it with him, rubbed a little dab of the oil onto the base of his guitar, and it was purported that he had a really great night with lots of money added to his tip jar. So depending on how he felt, maybe he had increased confidence but whatever the case, that was one use of the oil. Many witches like to make their oils while sometimes also purchasing an oil that has been made by another witch. It's thought that by adding another witch's oil to your work, you are casting double the intention to the spell. If this sounds interesting to you and you would like to make your first anointing oil, here are a few tips and a simple recipe to get you started. First, if you want to make an herbal infused oil, you'll want to warm your oven to 170 degrees Fahrenheit. I would recommend being careful about how high you put the temperature. Heat can tend to damage oil when you set, set it to higher temperature, so be careful. 
Then add your chosen fresh or dried plants to the oil. You can also use spices. And then cover with foil or a glass lid and put in your oven for about six hours. Make sure that the oil covers the herbs or plants or spices. You know, you can also use a crock pot at the warm setting and keep that on for a few hours. When you're finished infusing the oil with herbs, strain in a mesh strainer and then pour the oil into jars or bottles that you may have gathered for this use. Okay, so I have a recipe for you. This is anointing oil for courage and bravery. When you're making the oil, you're gonna be doing it while casting a spell with intention for it. You'd start with a base oil of about one eighth of a cup. One eighth of a cup is about a handful for most people. If you happen to have it, vitamin E oil added to it is a great preservative. Add a little bit, like a quarter of a teaspoon or a half a teaspoon. Then add a dash of ground ginger, or you can also use the fresh root a dash of ground black pepper. Again, you can also use black peppercorns. A dash or two of ground clove, or you can put in three to five whole cloves. And if you don't have cloves, you can substitute with allspice, star anise, or juniper, either ground or whole. Now you can actually keep some of those things in the oil if you like, you don't have to strain them out. Some people like to put them in jars because it looks really pretty. Now, to add intention to your oil, you'll do a spell. As you're making the oil, brew a cup of black tea to drink. And you're going to set aside the tea bag for later use. Then light a white tea light or other small white candle. As you're sipping your tea, mix or shake the oil. And then focus on the flame of the candle. And perhaps you could say something like this. With this oil, bring on courage bring on bravery, and bring on confidence. For any situation, with any person, and within myself, for the greater good and all that may benefit. Harm or suffering will not come to any person, animal, or thing. As is my will, so shall it be. And then when you're finished saying that, write it down in your Book of Shadows or Grimoire. Remember, a Book of Shadows is very personal to you, and a grimoire is more of something that you may publish in the future. You might want to write the recipe along with your spell in your book. Now take the tea bag that you set aside and use it to squeeze a little bit of the liquid onto the page. Not too much, but just enough that stains the page. This is considered binding the spell. It's, of course, optional. Do what you feel called to do, but this is something to try out. Now, if you want to make an oil that's not going to take a long time with an herbal infusion or baking or doing anything in a crock pot, you can simply take a carrier oil or base oil like olive oil or safflower oil and add a few drops of essential oil. You can also add dried flowers or herbs or spices. It's all totally optional and it just matters to what calls to you. And there you have it, your anointing oil. If you do decide to make an herbal infused oil, you can also choose to add some essential oils to it to strengthen the depth of the fragrance to it. You can also make one with things that you have on hand. Olive oil and spices from your cabinet can be mixed to make your anointing oil. 
And again, consider investing in a little bit of vitamin E oil to increase the shelf life of your oils. By adding vitamin E oil to your oils, you should be able to increase the shelf life by up to two years. You may also want to store it in the refrigerator to keep it longer. Anointing oils are a really wonderful way to connect with the various aspects of your practice and set many different kinds of intentions. I hope you will give them a try and find both spiritual and physical benefits to your beautiful glowing skin as you try them out. In the next episode, I'll go over common carrier or base oils and discuss their benefits to certain skin types so that you can be sure to use the right one in your self-care and ritual routines. If you try anything out, I'd love to hear how it works. And of course, if you have any questions, feel free to send an email to me at michellelorraine at beingwitchy.com or go to my website, potionsandparchment.com and add comments to my blog. If you'd like to receive more information on new things to come, be sure to add your email in the subscription button. And I'd like to thank you so much for listening. Have a beautiful, wonderful day of good things for you and those you love. <laughs>